0: start break dancing, they start doing all this stuff, and I stand there and wish God didn't give me two left feet, but he but he did. She, she, my wife's a phenomenal dancer. I mean, she could do it all. She could dance, she could sing, she could bake, she, she, she could do it all. So you can imagine at, at our wedding, like our, it's our first dance, and she's ready to spin and lean back and all that stuff, and I'm just here just, just hitting my two-step. You know, I, I, I got nothing, guys, okay? So I wish I could... I could stand in the middle of our city and yell showtime and dance. I'm envious, I'm jealous, I wish I could dance, but you know that show, so you think you can dance? I think I can dance, but I can't. The whole point is, that joke was like, right over your head, anyways. <laughs> the whole point is, there's something about them that they could be in the middle of one of the most busiest cities in the world. Be in the middle of a place where people are walking to and fro. There's so many distractions. There's so many bright lights and colors and people everywhere. And it's disorienting and, and it's frustrating to travel through. And yet, they're able to stand out in the midst of a crowd. They're a standout crowd as believers. In the craziness of life, in the busyness where everyone is moving to and fro, back and forth, where people are looking all around for answers. We have been called to stand out. We're called as the church, we're called as misfits to be a stand out crowd. As Christians, you should not look like everyone else. You shouldn't act or talk. Like everyone else. You shouldn't behave or respond like anyone else. You have been called to stand out. The world is looking for answers. And if we as misfits, if you here on a Friday night and throughout your week don't stand out, then people will not get the answers they're looking for. Because there's only one answer, and it's the name of Jesus. Because He's the name above all names. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. One, you know, if you have a problem, who's the solution? Oh, come on! If you have a problem, you have an issue. Who's the solution? If you're going through a situation and it feels like it's all crazy, who's the solution? If you're sick and you need healing, what's the solution? When we're battling racism and all these all the divisions in society, what's the solution? But imagine if someone's asking that question and you don't stand out and respond, and they're saying, "What's the issue? Where can I get healing?" and no one stands out and says, "Jesus." What if we were content to, to stay in our four walls of this service and never go out and stand out? We have been called to stand out. How do believers stand out? I want you to write this down. We stand out because we fearlessly love. Write that down. We stand out because we fearlessly love. As Christians, love isn't an option, it's our calling. We're called to love everybody. The good guy, the bad guy. The hurt and the person who perpetuates the hurt. The victim We're called to hurt everybody. We're called to love everybody through their hurt, through their pain. And no matter who we encounter, whether we like them or not, agree with them or not, see eye to eye with them or not, we're called to love. Love is the hallmark of our faith. It's what sets us apart that no matter who we encounter, no matter who you encounter in school, no matter if it's the bully, the person who made fun of you, or the teacher you don't like. No matter if you're working, it's the boss that that always gives you the bad shifts. If If it's a person who constantly rubs you the wrong way, you're still called to love. Why? It says this in John 13, 34 to 35. Let me give you a new command. Love one another. In the same way I loved you, you love one another. This is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples when they see the love you have for each other. This is Jesus speaking. And you know what Jesus is telling us? People will only recognize who we are as believers by our love. People will only understand who we are, what we represent by our love for the world and by our love for each other. The reason why, if you ever watch commercials, and they get, like, a celebrity on there, and, like, Beats headphones is famous for this. So the reason why it got so popular is because they started having athletes wear them. Every music video have a Beats pill. Like, the music video, they're in a house party with a DJ, but there's a Beats pill. Like, you already have a sound system. Why did you need the Beats pill? I I don't know why. Like, it was, like, a video, and they're in the club, but they have the Beats headphones on, like doesn't make sense like there's already why do you need your headphones and but it's genius because in other words what they're telling people is this product is good because these people have endorsed it they, they show that they're using it we can't just preach about love we can't just talk about the love of God if we're not willing to be the love of God and to show the love of God and to show the world that's in desperate need of love that this love is real how do we prove it's real by how we love one another the church should be the last place. Misfit should be the last place where there's division. We should be the last people to hold grudges. We should be the last people to start an argument. Our pastor, Pastor Michael Derso, always says this. It's a fruit of spirit to be kind, not right. We've been called to love. One another and the world. But honestly, you want to know the biggest test is when someone sees you and they find out you're a Christian. Honestly, you know what they're looking for is how you treat other Christians. How does this community work? Because people are looking to be loved and they're not going to come to a place that's filled with unloving people. Oh, because you can sing Jesus I love you but then not love the person to your left and to your right. We are called to love. We stand out by this love in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you, sound system. We've been called to love. We've been called to be set apart, to stand out in the midst of the crowd. And we stand out by our love. In 1 John four nineteen, it says this. We love each other because he first loved us. Or he loved us first. The reason why we show love is because we have been loved so much. The reason why we need to freely give love to everyone and anyone we see, whether it's walking by down the street or whether it's stopping in a store or whether it's a person who cuts you in the line at Starbucks, oh, it's hard to mean to love the person who cuts me off at Starbucks Is whoever gets between me and my coffee, we got problems. When I was a teacher, I used to have a mug, and my students used to know, like, unless Mr. Diaz is finished with his coffee... You don't talk to Mr. Diaz. Like, it was that serious. But yet, even with all my flaws and all my intricacies and all the things I have going on, no matter what, no matter who I encounter, I'm called to love them. Why? Because I have been loved. How can we experience the greatest act of love, God sending his son to die, and then feel like we can hoard that love to ourselves and not share it? That is the very opposite of the gospel. That's the very opposite of what Jesus did. Jesus came and he loved everybody. That's why the Pharisees hated him, because he was sitting with people they considered unlovable. A side note, you don't get to choose who God can love. Oh I'm not going to invite that person because don't you know how that person dresses and how they walk and did you see that that picture she posted or did you see what what he did at that how they don't they, they, Jesus man, they don't deserve Jesus, you didn't deserve Jesus. And yet because of his love, we are sitting here today and you have been called misfit, whether you're 13 or 33, whether you're young or old, whether you just got saved at the beginning of this service or you've been serving Jesus a long time. You've been called to love. You want to stand out. You want to shine for God. You want to show people Jesus is real. Honestly, quite honestly, you could preach it to them or you could show it to them. You've been called to love. We stand out. Why? Because he loved us, so we in turn love. We stand out because we radically forgive. We live in a world where division, backbiting gossip is celebrated with likes and retweets. This whole Instagram page is dedicated to gossip columns. We literally in our newspapers, we have a thing called gossip columns. Where, where we celebrate drama, and we celebrate backbiting, and we celebrate division between people, and it becomes, it becomes reality TV, and it becomes something we celebrate and we enjoy. By the way, as a Christian, be careful what you endorse. As a Christian, when people are, people are looking to you for guidance, be careful what you say is okay and not okay. Because maybe it's not your struggle, but they say, oh, you listen to that song? Maybe that's a struggle for them. So just just be careful in this world that we don't endorse things that the Bible doesn't endorse. That was a side note. That was a free one. The next one, you have to come back next week for the other side point. We are called to radically forgive. What do I mean by radical forgiveness? Not the forgiveness that the world knows. Not that if you do for me, I'll forgive you. If you pay me back, I'll forgive you. If you apologize, I'll forgive you. If you make things right, I'll forgive you. No, we are called to practice radical forgiveness. Know what that means? Whether they apologize or not, whether they ever see you again or not, whether they deserve it or not, you're called to forgive. You stand out by your forgiveness. It says this in Colossians 3.13, make allowance for each other's faults. Forgive anyone who offends you. Oh, anyone? Yes, anyone. The person who subtweeted you, rather than subtweet them back, why don't you at them and tell them God loves them? I mean, come on, this is how we've been called to live. This is, the, this is what Jesus has called us to, to operate. This is how he's called us to walk and to talk in this radical forgiveness. Make allowance for each other's faults. Forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Oh, you've been forgiven of so much. Jesus died for your sins when you didn't deserve it, when you didn't earn it. And while you were yet a sinner, he died for you. And because of that radical forgiveness, God showed us we've been called to radically forgive. We've been called to forgive the people who hurt you the deepest. Dad walked out. You're called to forgive. Mom walked out. You're called to forgive her. Hey, the person that has told you you are nothing since the day you were born, you've called to forgive them. The boyfriend that hurt you, the girlfriend that hurt you, you're called to forgive them. Bitterness will only kill you, but forgiveness will free you. You can hold on to it, You you can keep it inside, but unless you say, God, guess what? Even if they don't deserve it, even if they don't really realize it, God, I'm going to forgive them. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to drop it at your feet. Why? Because when I forgive somebody who seems unforgivable, that's real proof that God is real. When someone's hurt you to the core of your being and you could turn around and say, don't worry, I forgive you. How is Jesus not real in that moment I'd rather forgive my worst enemy than to try to prove a point to the world. Oftentimes, we'll shy away from forgiveness because we have this warped perception that forgiveness has to be earned. Did you know even if they never apologize ever again, even if to this day they agree with what they've done or said, you're called to forgive them. Why? Because Jesus forgave you because he died for you, he shed his blood for you, and he forgave you of your sins when you did not deserve it and you did not earn it. You want to stand out, misfit? You want this place on a Friday night to stand out? You want to go to your schools and stand out? You want to stand out in a crowd and be the standout person? You want to turn a few heads? You want to turn this world upside down to start radically loving and forgiving people? Left and right, no matter who they are, no matter what they've done, you want to stand out and lead people to Jesus. You don't know how to preach. You don't need to know how to, you really don't need to go to theology school. You, you don't really need to know all the ins and outs of the depth of scripture. It's good to know your Bible and study your word, but even, a lot of times you say, oh, I don't know this, so I, I, can't, I can't talk it. That's all right. If you don't know it and you can't talk it, just walk it. Just live it. Make it a part of your everyday life. You want to show that Jesus is real. Love and forgive radically without thought or without second glance. You've been called to stand out. Misfit, young person, high school student, junior high school student, college student, leader, usher, technician. You've been called to stand out. Our goal, our mission is to lead people to Jesus and we do that. When we stand out, how do we stand out? We radically love, and we forgive anyone who's hurt us. It says this, but to you who are willing to listen, and Gerardo, why don't you come up and play? I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. Luke six twenty seven 27 to 28. Love your enemies, but don't just love them. Because you can say, oh, I love my enemies, but love is an action word. It's not really an emotion. You, don't, you can feel love, but you experience love when you act upon it. I could say I love my wife, Janice, but if I don't every so often show up to the door with some flowers and cook a meal for her and maybe take her out, maybe she won't experience the love, even though I'm saying it till I'm blue in the face. How do you love How do you forgive so radically that people can experience the living presence of God on the inside of you? Well, you bless those who curse you. You pray blessing on those who hate you, the people that you don't agree with, the people that might seem like they're the worst of the worst. Well, guess what? Even though in our eyes they might seem the worst, guess what? God sees them through the eyes of love. God doesn't see us as we are, but as we should be in Him. So the next time you look at somebody who's hurt you, the next time you look at somebody who's done you wrong, the next time you look at someone who's cursed you, see them through the eyes of love, the eyes God it's called us to see people through and guess what, when someone curses you, you can bless them. Oh, they curse you, God bless you. The person who hates you, oh, I'm going to pray prayers of blessing. Oh, how could you be bitter if you're on your hands and knees praying for your enemy? You're tired of the fighting in your house, you're tired of your parents going back and forth. What if your parents stumbled into your room and found you on your hands and knees praying for them? rather than complaining about their fighting? What if the person you see day in and day out who's constantly bothering you, who's constantly giving you problems, what if one day he found a letter on his school desk that says, don't worry about it, I love you, Jesus loves you, I forgive you? What would that look like? What would the world look like if a bunch of misfits, a bunch of young people began to live out what the things they're doing on a Friday night, begin to walk out what they're reading in their word? What if we begin to show this radical, supernatural love and forgiveness towards the world? Oh, the world would have to stop. We would be a standout crowd. When people look at misfit, when people look at my life, your life, they shouldn't just walk you by. The love and forgiveness you show them should cause them to stop and turn their head. When people walk by you in the hallways, they should look at you and look at the way you live your life and stop. And turn their head because there's something so different about you. There's something about you that stands out. And what stands out? It's your love and your forgiveness. The way you radically, unconditionally love everyone. It says this in Matthew five fourteen to 16. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this. As public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine keep open house, be generous with your lives by opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God this generous father in heaven, God has called us called us as a ministry, called you as an individual to stand out to stand out from the world to stand out from everyone else and you stand out because of your love and your forgiveness and the way you radically love this world but you stand out we're a light in the midst of the darkness so when people see your life, they can be pointed straight to Jesus. Some of you sitting is like, why is he so passionate about this? Because I know in my life, when I was lost and I was astray and I was making decisions that were horrible for me and for other people, when I was the one hurting people, when I was the one away from God, there were people in my life who loved on me, who forgave me, time and time again. And I started to realize it was nothing really special about them, but it was the God living inside of them. And I'm here today because. Some Someone decided to show me radical love and radical forgiveness. And through that, I met the living God. What if the people in your school and in your families get to experience the radical love of God, but they do it through you? It's no longer time to fade into the background, but it's time to stand out. You are a city on a hill what we do here on a friday night is a light in the middle of new york city when you go to school you are a light in the middle of that high school in that college in that junior high school wherever you find yourself in that job at home you are a light a city on a hill but how do people get to see you that you stand out because of your love for others and your radical forgiveness for everyone everyone just bow their heads and close their eyes we're going to close this here, and I don't want to preach too long because I know we have our fire drill to get to, and we're going to ask everyone's cooperation with that in a moment, but there's some of us in this room we've been we're Christians, but we haven't stood out too much. You've been called to be a standout crowd. see when a generation of misfits, when a generation of young Christians stands out, not only do heads turn, but hearts change. I want my life to be used by God to stand out so that other broken, hurting people can experience the love of God through my actions, through my deeds. I want to stand out. Guess what? When you come here on Friday, guys, you can't be a misfit around other misfits. That's not how this phrase works. You're only a misfit when you go into the world and act like a misfit, someone who's uncomfortable with his or her surroundings and is seen to be disturbingly different. You want to live out this title misfit? You want to be a misfit? Then go back to school, go back home, go back to work. And shine that light through your love and through your forgiveness and through your irrational, radical love for people because you were loved, because you were forgiven. You have been called to show that to the world. I look in the sanctuary and I I see empty seats in the back and this isn't about numbers, but every number is a life. And this sanctuary can hold about 800 people. I say there's about 250 people in this room tonight. Can I be honest? I'm not going to get everyone else here. But you can. Tonight, if you want to say, God, I want my life to stand out. See, loving people and forgiving people, you can't do it on your own. By myself, Ryan is a very unloving, selfish, unforgiving, bitter person. But because I have Jesus... Living on the inside of me. He's made me a new creation. And because his spirit resides in me, not only do I get to access the gifts of the spirit. We talk a lot about the gifts. But I also want to embody the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I want my life to stand out. God has called your life to stand out. So you can draw people to him. That you can invite someone on a Friday night and they can leave. Never the same tonight if you want your life to stand out and if you want God to pour out his spirit upon you, his anointing upon you, what does that mean? It just means God's presence. If you want God's presence to be and work through you so you can stand out, I want you to stand. All over this building, if that's you you want to stand out, stand come on, if you're a Christian in this room, this, this, pray, this, this is for you stand, come on, if you're a leader here, this, this is for you, stand If you believe in Jesus, this is what you've been called to, stand. Here's the deal. I'm going to pray, and then um, I'm going to hand it over to Kevin, who's going to take us through our our instructions for our fire safety fire drill. But first, I want to pray for you guys. That you would leave this place a standout crowd. That wherever you go, whoever you come in contact with would experience the living God through your life. Honestly, next Friday, I'm going to bring a friend. Next Friday, you should bring a friend. Why? not so we can brag that we filled up a building, but so more people who are lost and need Jesus can encounter the living power of God, and though they were dead in their sins, they can become alive in Christ, don't you want to be a lifesaver at some point in your life don't you want to be used by God to reach the lost and to reach the broken and to reach the hurting, that's what I want for my life, that's what I want for your life so come on, lift up your hand in this place and I'm going to pray over you but guess what, when we pray this, when we say amen the challenge is on are you going to stand out that's on you but guess what god is going to empower you he's going to equip you that when you go back to wherever you go back to his light would go with you his love his forgiveness would go with you so you can stand out oh we're a standout crowds with jesus right now You've called us to stand out, to be set apart. That's the whole point of gathering in community so this community can stand out to a broken and hurting world. Oh God, would we stand out, would we we be set apart, would we love the unlovable and forgive the people who hurt us and pray blessing over the enemy. Oh God, would you use our lives to draw people to you so they can have an encounter with the living God. It's not by might. It's not by power it's not by clever words or a song it's by your spirit god when people encounter you through our lives we're not too young we're not too old i don't care if you're in eighth grade god is saying i don't care if you're in 12th grade or in college god is saying but what god is saying tonight oh jesus would we stand out thank you god thank you for trusting us for choosing us Would you even now put someone on our heart to reach this week that we could invite, that we could bring, that we could stand out to? If you agree with this, can we get a loud amen? Come on, can we worship God, can we just thank God in this moment, say thank you, Jesus? Come on guys, why don't you lift up your hands and say thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God. Hallelujah.